This is a Radio 1 91FM one podcast. And time for our weekly segment, Tuesday Time Travel, where we look back at something that happened on this day or week in history. On the 10th of October 1975, the Waitangi Tribunal was established to investigate crown breaches of Te Tiri of Waitangi. Joined by, we are now joined by Dr. Pairo Warbrick, Senior Lecturer at Tatumu at the University of Otago, to tell us more about the tribunal, its creation, and how it has served Aotearoa so far. Kia ora, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, thank you for inviting me, Amelia, onto the show today. Thank you for joining us. So, to start off with, could you tell us a bit about the creation of the tribunal and what triggered it in 1975? Well, in the 1970s, Māori uh, started to really ramp up their protests about the loss of land that had been happening for the last 120 years or so. And it really came to the fore in the 1970s. And uh, the major social particular mechanism that forced this issue was the advent of television uh, in New Zealand. Just about every particular home had a television set, and when you started to get uh, Māori protesting uh, and being shown on television, and the major one was the Māori Land March in 1975, by, uh, started off by Damfina Kupa, a kaumatua from up in Northland there, a lot of Pākehā people started to actually ask, why is this old lady marching? Uh, what are those protesters doing? And if you start to ask these types of questions, and these are by the Pākehā general public, uh, because Māori had been protesting about these for, for over a century, then you start to get some answers. And so newspapers and some politicians started to really start to turn their mind to these Māori land issues. And they came up with an idea in regard to, well, instead of having all these protests, Let's have a tribunal. Let's have an experiment. Let's form this legal body that can listen to all the Māori grievances and all sorts of things like that over their land. And so that's actually what spurned on. It was realistically the advent of television putting all these issues before people. And uh of people especially uh, started to turn around and say, hey, these Māori people got a real issue here. Let's Let's form something to listen to their grievances. So That's the long answer. Yeah. What was it created to do in 1975? What were sort of the goals, outcomes of the Waitangi Tribunal? Well, the politicians had to get together and think, well, if we're going to have a, a legal body, what's it going to look like? And then overland issues and that. And so they came up with a model, okay, uh, we'll turn around and we'll have this, tribunal, not a court, by the way, it's a tribunal that heard all these Māori grievances in regard to the breaches of the Treaty of Waitangi or the Te Tiriti of Waitangi, and would just, would just let this body just examine all those issues, lands, forests, fisheries, if you're going to look at the, Māori, uh, the English version of the treaty or in regard to Orato Fenua, Orato Kainga, Orato Taonga Katoa, if you look at Titiriti. And so the politicians were saying, look, essentially it's too hard for us. 
let's form this expert body and they can deal with all these issues. Yeah, Listen to these Māori people in regard to their breaches of te tiriti, uh, the Treaty of Waitangi. That's, that's it in a nutshell. And so in what ways has the Waitangi Tribunal succeeded and failed over the last 47 years? Well, that's a big question. So the tribunal started to actually hear some of these claims and started off with shellfish issues up in Auckland with uh, the late Joe Hawke. And they turned around and said, well, Joe Hawke, go away, we're not going to listen to this. That was the very first case to be heard in 1977. And Māori people started to scratch their head and go, well, is this, has this got any, got any power? Of course, the model they adopted in 1975 only allowed the tribunal to look at breaches of the treaty from 1975 onwards. And so Māori says, hey, we've got to change this. And in 1985, a new government led by David Longy of the Labour Party turned around and says, we'll give the tribunal more power to look back right to 1840. And Māori said, finally, great. We can talk about all our old issues. Uh, land confiscations in the Bay of Plenty, Waikato, Taranaki, land purchases in the South Island, etc. And that. And so the tribunal started to turn around and hear all the claimants, all Māori people, all the various iwi claims, and it had a huge job on its hands. And the biggest problem was, well, how are we going to hear these claims? And do we have staff? And that's been a major issue. The tribunal has been listening to all these claims since back in realistically started to get a bulk of the claims through in the mid-1980s through to today. And they've had staffing problems. They've had problems in regard to the experts sitting on the tribunal. So it's about money and resources, getting the people to actually be able to hear the claims and then make a recommendation. The real particular plus side of the tribunal is this. The tribunal makes their report, and the government doesn't need to follow it. The government can say, no, tribunal, we're not going to listen to this. We're going to do this. But what you've actually found is that a majority of the reports that the tribunal has issued to the government, the governments, even though they don't need to follow it, have said, okay. It's justified there's been a big grievance here. All these Māori people, Waikato, Bayopalini, Taranaki, they had their lands confiscated. We've got to deal with them. We've got to have a settlement. All the Ngaitahu people, Te Ihu people in the South Island, all these land purchases, all the promises weren't fulfilled there. They weren't given enough land to sustain their whānau. So we're going to listen to that and we're going to give a, a settlement so the tribunal has turned around through their actions, helped all these old uh, Māori claims be heard, and iwi with settlements. And so iwi turned around, got cash, got uh, lands back, as well as all sorts of other little stuff in regard to pieces of legislation with conservation and consultation and all sorts of things like that. That's the upside of the tribunal. The downside, well, it's not necessarily a downside. 
the effects of these tribunal reports, it's transformed Maori society. Now, Maori, before the tribunal, Maori society, uh, iwi, never had any money, never had any resources. But today, as a result of those settlements, iwi now have quite a lot of resources to help their people and also uh, they give out education grants for university students, for, for, for their iwi members and all that. And, um, but it is a different Māori society than back in 1975. In 1975, basically all local government, as well as central government, just used to ignore Māori. They could. Māori never had any resources to fight them. But now, days, with all these various iwi, uh, with multi-million dollar settlements, the moment the government turns around and says, oh, we're going to drain this river, we're going we're gonna to blow up this customary rock uh, in the harbour, Māori immediately go, well, no, you're not, and we're going to run off to the big law firms in Wellington, and we're going to stop you, or at least force you to have a conversation with us. So those are the types of things that the tribunal uh, reports and efforts have created. Thanks for listening to Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.